Happy Friday, June 11th. It's a make sure you wash all the soap off before getting out of the shower kind of morning. I'm Tommy McFly. <laughs> Why is the struggle always real with you, Tommy? The left armpit. I totally forgot it. <laughs> I'm Kelly Collis and happy Friday. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love D.C. Kelly's a hug-hating, lifelong Washingtonian who loves her Washington Nationals. She's a mom, a wife, always honest, funny, and sometimes a little bitter. Oh, is it my turn, Tommy? <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> Everybody loves Tommy. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's got two dogs and a husband. You'll see them all over his Instagram. And if you just ask him about the time he spent Easter at the White House. Because I was the first person in American history to host the White House Easter egg roll. Thanks, Obama. I'll be in the Smithsonian someday. Don't hold your breath, Tommy. But seriously, we're so glad that you're here because you probably love Washington. Like, we love Washington. Matter of fact, we even had a radio show about how much we love Washington for quite some time. We bring people together, create an awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. Whew. That was a lot. Let's get started. I want to give you ample warning and ample ready time. We're going to talk to one of the guys bringing the Britney Spears Shakespeare musical to D.C. He answers all of the questions you might have about a Britney Spears Shakespeare musical. <laughs> yeah, did he dream that one night and just start writing it? I mean, that's just that's an interesting pairing. <laughs> We're literally he and I stand in the center of the ring just like a circus. And he tells me all the things. We'll get to that in just a little bit. All right. Well, Amazon is not the only one that's coming to Northern Virginia. This is just an interesting headline I saw this morning. Starkist, you know, the tuna company? Yeah, totally. Um, is moving their headquarters to Fairfax County in Reston. Uh, they are moving from Pittsburgh. And this is kind of a big deal. They announced uh, exactly where the, where they'll be. They'll be in the Reston Town Center sort of development area. And uh, starting in April 2022. Wow. I'm a proud Pennsylvanian, although it, I'm from the east side of Pennsylvania. We've been trying to give Pittsburgh and the west side of Pennsylvania to Ohio for like four decades. Yeah. They won't take it. And they think we're New York. But anyway, I didn't know that Pittsburgh was where the tuna company is. I know. Not on an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, I guess, that I mean, the company has been a family-owned business for like almost like a hundred years it's been around. Um, so this is kind of a big deal that they're moving here to Reston. This also comes on the heels of um, Volkswagen moving their uh, headquarters to Reston. So like way to go, Fairfax yeah. County. Nailed it, Reston. Also a hundred years ago, even harder to get tuna to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. I got I, a lot I, of questions about that. Yeah, I don't really know how that works. It's something in the canning process. Also, rest in not on an ocean, but I don't think I'm going to be making the tuna cans in Reston Town Center. Yeah, that's unlikely. That's really cool. I, I wonder, like, what Fairfax County's, like, secret sauce is, right? Because with, like... <laughs> Tax breaks, Tommy. Well, yeah. Okay, great. Well, that, okay, well, way to go. Way to go, Fairfax County. I would have thought it was the livability and the walkability and the silver line coming and all of the things. Yeah, no, the, we're learning about it because it actually came from a press release from the governor. Ah, so I, I go. do think there was some negotiation happening. <laughs> Got it. But yeah, Got Fairfax it. County, of course, has like the um, the metro line is being built out there. The um, Obviously, Fairfax County is one of the you know best counties in the country for schools. So, I mean, this just is going to add to their bottom line. My goodness, at some point in the future with like 
Capital One and Audi's already there and like all of these things coming to Fairfax County, we may be saying like, oh, I'm from Fairfax. Well, I'm really from D.C., but I'm from Fairfax. <laughs> like now people from Fairfax, like I'm from D.C., but I'm just like right outside. I'm from Fairfax. <laughs> Perhaps, I think, dummy. I think it could be happening someday. So I don't know if I'll live to see the day, but it might flip. <laughs> well, you're wearing your 202 uh, area code T-shirt today. Maybe we should start wearing 703. Proudly. There you go. That's our I mean, next line. If you want to tell us any stories anytime, 703-782-4519. If you see the star, the, uh, star kiss tunas in Reston, let us know. <laughs> For sure. All right. Now we got to talk a little baseball. Yesterday, of course, the weather was just horrendous for baseball and the game ended up being moved to Saturday. There's a doubleheader on Saturday, which is awesome. They're playing the Giants. But uh, we're learning about first pitches are coming back. The ceremonial first pitch. Yeah, pitch please. Um, and so we're going to start hearing, I have it on good authority, we're going to start hearing about people coming that are local celebrities and maybe national celebrities doing that. And here's nice. what's really cool. The Nats announced yesterday that um, next Friday, June 18th, his ceremonial first pitch will be U.S. Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman. Ah, of course, he was one of the amazing Capitol Police that diverted uh, rioters away from the lawmakers. Um, of course, he sort of became famed not only from that video, but he was also at the inauguration and just like an awesome dude. So he will be cool. throwing out the first pitch for that next week. That's really cool. Really cool. Yes. And I guess the Nats are starting to do something like Good Friday, like stuff, like stuff that's good in the news. They're trying to incorporate that into their programming. Oh. Um, so he's the perfect person to kick that off. Seriously. It's like talking about real fun stories, you know, makes people it's, it's a movement. People way to go, <laughs> Nats. Way to get involved. Maybe they listen. Don't hold your breath, Tommy. <laughs> um, huh. Way to go. Eugene Goodman. That's awesome. I, that's not the Nats though do that like that sort of like America awesome hero stuff. So I love that. Yeah, they they try. <laughs> it's a work in progress, I would say. I'm also who's available, but right. <laughs> they had like Katie Ledecky, and they've had like former presidents, and they you know they they do some good stuff with the first pitches. Eugene Goodman, I love it. I love to see it. Hey, also this weekend, just a heads up, it is the official weekend of Capital Pride, comma, observed, because Pride is <laughs> happening all month long, and also there's like other things happening for the rest of the year, because I, 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 I can only imagine how stressful it was planning Capital Pride while, like, for June, right? Because for a while, we've known, like, June is going to kind of be the month that things are sort of opening, maybe sort of-ish, we're not really sure, but that was, like, always the target, and so they got to start planning this, like, before last week. So, so what's happening this weekend, though? Like a whole thing. So the Capital Pride Mobile is back again this year. And the uh, organizers of Capital Pride told me that they may bring it back in 2022 or maybe not. But it's this trolley that they deck out and it tours around all eight wards of the district. Plus, um, they've asked people to paint the town colorful, which is why you're seeing even more than before. Pride flags, buildings going rainbow, all of those things. It's a concerted effort around the city and around the region to gay it up <laughs> well the national cathedral uh yeah. celebrated pride as well which was it's always fun to see how they do the light shows and and celebrate you know local and national causes so that's that's kind of neat 
Totally. The art gallery down on the mall um, lit up rainbow. The night that I walked home, I got caught in the rain. I was like, ooh, that's also really cool. Department <laughs> of Energy has the pride flag out. A bunch of businesses downtown are doing stuff. So it's really cool. And they've taken the whole um, paint the town colorful thing to heart. And if you want to see the places that are officially like involved on the Capital Pride website, there's a big map that shows you like little colorful blots all over the place. Well, the weather in D.C. is going to be awesome this weekend. Humidity's yeah. broken, no rain. I think just another reminder, people, just behave. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I know it's been a long time since we've been out. I know it's Pride weekend. There's some baseball games. The weather's nice. Just remember, mind your manners and be responsible. So last night I went to dinner with some friends at The Point, which is in Southwest. It's the new, like the new apartment building, and there's a huh. restaurant from the guys who do Tony and Joe's and Nick's. And I was driving. It's gorgeous, by the way. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Drive right behind Audi Stadium um, and then by the base there, like gorgeous. And I'm driving over and it's in the middle of the rain. And I just saw like dozens of so unhappy, soggy Nats fans like walking by the park yesterday because it was like it was like 630 as the game should have been happening, comma, but also it was monsooning and people were just like, can I get into mission? <laughs> they, were, they were like wet little zombies walking up like, uh, South Capitol Street. I felt so bad. Well, at least they called the game, though, before people could go in. Mm, I right? guess. Like, I, I, I don't know what time it was. All I know, I wasn't paying attention to that because I was trying to get the dinner on time. But there were just like herds of like wet Nats fans just yeah. like walking all around. Because people plan like their whole lives like around Definitely. coming into the city and parking and doing all the thing. And then they called the game. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right. Another sign of reopening. Um, the cat cafe is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> The Washington Post did a story about uh, crumbs and whiskers. I don't think I did not go, Tommy. I think you might have gone when it was open. This is the cafe where you can get a coffee and snuggle with a bunch of kittens that were at risk for being euthanized. And um, it's, you know, closed during the pandemic. Didn't really wasn't sure it was going to reopen. But now it will be opening up uh, later this month. Yeah, I hadn't been. Cats are not really my thing. Like a lot of them, but I, I went, I, I, I did not go, but I would support it. I think it's great to save animals that are about to be euthanized. Yeah, very cool. I know my daughter is dying to go um, and do this thing, but they're doing that. You got to make reservations and limited people coming in and not just because of social distancing, but like you don't want to overwhelm the, the little kittens. Yep. Can you adopt the cats that are there? I, I don't know that. Um, it says that the, I think you should figure that out before your daughter goes because that's how Kelly gets a cat. No, no. <laughs> that is a firm. No way. It, that is not happening. I don't Aww, want to. No, that's adorable. Nope. You nope. say that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to be like, meet Felix, my daughter's cat. <laughs> oh, my God. My little dog Lola would hate that. I love it. You I, you better figure out if you can bring a cat home with you or not. Like a little, get a little scone and a little Siamese cat. That's going to be a problem for you. No, no, it is not happening. Okay. Tommy, the, the thing that you do with the, the teenagers, you bring home a cat, I take away your phone. Those are just the things that happen. Yeah, but your daughter has resolve. <laughs> and she's stubborn and she's smart. So... I know. Dang it. <laughs> Tabby and a latte. It's going to happen. <laughs> Calico and a cappuccino. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually talking about this story because I realize there's actually a local angle. And that's something that you and I like to do is find like things that are happening in D.C. and the totally. city that we love so much. Um, and it has to do with El Chapo. <laughs> yes. Yes. His wife's moving to Old Town. Look at that. <laughs> oh, she's been here. She's been living here. <laughs> I forgot that. So El Chapo's wife was detained at Dulles Airport back in February, 
And she's been housed up in Alexandria at the jail there. <laughs> of course, El Chapo, the international criminal and Mexican cartel leader. Did you really have to give him a title? <laughs> I don't know. You just feel like you need to do that. <laughs> so. uh, well, yesterday she's making headlines again because she pleaded guilty um, that she's helped her husband run his multi-billion dollar criminal drug empire. So uh, she appeared in federal court, uh, pleaded guilty to three federal offenses, and she is in a plea deal, of course, with uh, trying to work all that out. But, you know, she's 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 D.C. She's local. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, I. Wow. <laughs> I, Who knew? I mean, during the pandemic, like you forgot that she was here. Like I completely because remember the story happened and then it was like, oh, that's the thing that happened. And yeah. then you forgot about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Shout out. <laughs> who, who, you know, more, more things going on around the area. Where is you their want, prison in Alexandria? I, I don't know. Because that I'm not familiar with that part. Well, of yeah, I don't really hang out there either. Okay. I'm just wondering. thought maybe you might know. <laughs> it's a federal prison, though, I would assume. Okay. We're going down a path that neither one of us know the answers That's to. True. That's true. <laughs> I think it was where Manafort got put too. If I'm not proud, if I'm not incorrect about that. Yeah, and there's the uh, um, uh, uh, people that were part of terrorism plots. Oh, I gotta Google this. This is called show prep, Tommy. If you're gonna ask these questions. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I gotta be honest. I wasn't positive that uh, <laughs> we'd be talking about El Chapo's wife this morning. So normally I'm <laughs> on the like, what kind of songs is gonna be in the Britney Spears musical beat? Um, the detention center bureau, the city of Alexandria, that can't be it. Alexandria detention center, jail facility, there's a Virginia agency, Northern Virginia includes us district court. Yeah. And that must be it. It must be up by like the, uh, patent office. I would think it's on the city of Alexandria website. Look at that. Look at that. you thought it was all dog accessibility and historic waterfronts in in Alexandria. (laughs) It's It's a diverse community. Alexandria jail. My goodness. Look at that detention center. Huh? Wow. <laughs> there's a photo. I'm not I'm not going to put it up on the screen. But there's a photo on the website on alexandria.gov slash sheriff slash info slash default where it's like they need like a stock image. So there's like a guy who's a sheriff. He's got a sheriff's hat on. He's got his little badge. He has a little clipboard. And there's just a guy you can see the back of his head and it just says prisoner on the back of it. <laughs> So I don't know if it was a stock image. Oh no, that's a real deputy. That deputy works there. And so then there's a photo of deputy deputy speaking to inmate and booking area. Is <laughs> the caption on the photo? <laughs> the things you find on the internet. <laughs> I, I want to know who that inmate was and if they have his permission to use that photo. <laughs> I think you he, wave all sorts of rights when you're booked into the jail. <laughs> that's true. Or if the inmate even knows. And like, what was that photo shoot day like? All right, we got to make photos for the website. <laughs> Do we have any bookings today? Let's check it out. Content's king, dummy. Hey, Deputy Reyes, we're going to take a photo of you. Look like you're booking someone. He's like, I'm ready to go. I think you should stick to something that you know, which is Britney Spears. I can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> but if you want to check out the alexandriava.gov website, you can see the photo that I'm talking about. My goodness. <laughs> so it became public knowledge that Britney Spears is collaborating with William Shakespeare. Kind of. So the Shakespeare Theater Company is going to have a world premiere in November of Once Upon a One More Time. It's a Britney Spears music musical um, in a Shakespearean theme. 
And that's all we really knew from the story the Washington Post had. And so I tracked down the artistic director of the Shakespeare Theater Company, Simon Godwin. He's currently in the UK. So yesterday we had a little time change and a little conversation. And I asked pretty much everything I think you need to know or you might be wondering about a Britney Spears musical at the Shakespeare Theater. Here we go. I have a very um, uneducated, dumb theater question, if that's okay for you. Please, when, please. You, when you think about Spears and Shakespeare, is, is the dialogue of the show going to be Shakespearean? Um, the show uses contemporary dialogue. So it's going to be super fresh and um, invigorating and very, very accessible. Um, the Shakespeare is a kind of setting in terms of it's a Shakespearean stage, but the show itself is as up-to-date and funky as you would imagine with a show that, star, that uses the music of, uh, of the great Britney Spears. How did Britney Spears find the Shakespeare Theatre Company in DC? Britney wanted to do a show. Uh, it was her idea to use the idea of fairy tales um, to create something amazing from that material. Britney found a wonderful producer called Susan Bristow, who has produced many shows on Broadway. And then Susan came to us at the Shakespeare Theatre Company and said, hey, how about uh, launching the show at your theatre in Washington, DC? And I said to her, you bet. Could a Britney fan who maybe doesn't really know much about Shakespeare appreciate it? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's a show for all backgrounds, all ages, all levels of experience. And of course, Shakespeare himself took uh, existing stories, uh, existing material and reworked them in a witty and exciting way. And this story very much works in that style. It's taking the story of fairy tale princesses. They go to a uh, book group each week where they're obliged to read Grimm's fairy tales, their destiny, and they work out how they can get free of the identities they've been given. Do you think there are some connections to the current legal struggles, things that Britney Spears is going through in this show? Well, look, I mean, I can't speak about Britney's personal life, but I think she's always stood for uh, ideas of resilience, individuality, idiosyncrasy, joie de vivre. And in that respect, all of those are very, very much the fore uh, in this remarkable celebration of identity and being not who you are, but whom you dream you are. Now, um, walk me through the songbook on this, because Britney Spears has, I think, a half a dozen albums, maybe more. Are we talking Baby One More Time, Lucky, Sometimes first album, all the way to like, you better work, bitch. Where, where are we following this? Well, I think it's a pretty comprehensive survey of her music. Yeah, I mean, Toxic is in there, Circus is in there, um, Lucky is in there. So you're gonna see a wide range of the songs that you love the most. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge celebration of those iconic tunes that have, like Shakespeare, uh, shaped so much of our lives. I mean, I think of Toxic, I think of To Be or Not To Be. I mean, these are, these, these are big, famous experiences that we'll be delivering on our stage. And are you currently casting? Do you have the cast pretty much locked in? Like, what's the timeline for us to be able to actually go see Once Upon a One More Time at Shakespeare Theatre? Well, the show opens at the end of November and runs to the beginning of January. So, yeah, it's, it's soon. The casting is underway. Uh, it's going to be announced shortly, exactly the actors involved. But, so, yeah, uh, auditions are happening right now. Rehearsals will begin soon. And really, before very long, you'll be able to see the show on our stages. Is this going to be like a pre-Broadway um, run, like we've seen with Dear Evan Hansen and we've seen with Mean Girls and Beetlejuice and, and the like here in D.C.? Well, look, all of those shows that you mentioned have, have begun their life at D.C. and had very, very successful runs since. 
we don't know where it's going to go next, but we're extremely excited about it and very optimistic and hopeful that it will uh, have a bigger life and, and reach even more people than those just in DC. I know you're um, working through casting now, and you're not going to tell me who's in it. But do you? I'm tell you that. That's right. Do, That's do right. You, will there be like a like? Could there could there be like a big name lead on it, or is it an ensemble cast? What are you looking for as you're casting it? Well, I understand from the uh, producers that this is an absolutely ensemble-led experience. What we want to do is to bring in lots of performers from lots of different backgrounds that form together a kind of ensemble, a kind of family of the kind that we that we always love to try and do at Shakespeare Theatre Company. Um, that's not to say there's not going to be a huge amount of array of very exciting talent in the show, and maybe the odd star. Uh, let's see what happens. Um, do you think Brittany will come to DC to see it? Well, I mean, who knows? Uh, I know that she's excited about the show. I know it's the whole thing is her idea. Wouldn't it be terrific if she did come and see it? When you announced Once Upon a One More Time, the news, I mean, vibrated around the DC area and then around the world too. The response has been absolutely global and absolutely huge. Was that everything you thought it would be? Or are you even surprised about how much people are excited about the show? I look, totally. I mean, we had our busiest day at the box office ever. Um, we were inundated with calls. Our, our, our website was incredibly busy. People are calling me from, as you say, DC, America, the world. Uh, I'm absolutely thrilled. It couldn't be a better start for us as we come back after the pandemic. How do you get tickets for this? If you want to buy a ticket now, you can do so as part of a subscription package. So it's actually an opportunity for you to book a ticket, not only to Britney Spears, but also to some other shows as well that we're producing. So you get to see not one, but two, three, four of our amazing program over the next 12 months. Simon Goodwin, we appreciate you from the Shakespeare Theatre Company in D.C. I'm really excited for this. When exactly is it coming? So November 30th through January 5th, I believe. So it's over the whole holiday break. Brittany is totally coming to town. Right? I mean, she's got, she's <laughs> got to come to D.C. I didn't realize it was like kind of her idea because that was the one thing that we were trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. um, she's got to. How does she not? I, right, 100%. And also where the Shakespeare Theatre Company is, if you're not familiar, it's right across from Capital One Arena. There are like a bunch of fancy hotels there. They can even like put her in a suitcase and bring her in and no one will even notice. Come in or out. So I feel like she has to. That is really exciting for DC and for the theater. What was interesting too that Simon said that <laughs> that got me, um, he was like, you know, the thing about Britney Spears music, like getting through hard times and who you're projected to be and like breaking bonds and like that whole little, little, little middle part he answered. I think Britney Spears is signaling to us even more about her situation. Hashtag free Britney. <laughs> I love that he was like, I'm not going there. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> He's like, nice try. I'm not going there. <laughs> he was an incredibly proper English interview. I want to talk to him about anything at all, ever. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure he's talking about it like, to, to all his friends. He's like, I I interviewed with this guy. His last name's McFly. He's a stupid American, <laughs> you know, asking me all these questions. He was over in the UK. He made the time change happen. Just like super fun guy. And we talked yeah. for way longer than that. Um, but yeah, that's. He did that's humor you. The Britney Spears musical, what you got to know about it. Oh, that's really cool. If you want to catch up on our past podcast, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to hear more of this <laughs> circus. If you're feeling so lucky, I promise it's not toxic. Or maybe you missed something part of today's show and you're like, I'd love to just hear it, baby, one more time. <laughs> you got one more in you? Yeah. You can listen over on Spotify and be like, oops, I did it again. <laughs> or over on Apple. You done? No, I can go on forever, baby. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, thanks for listening to this nonsense. We'll see you next time.